Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Times Analytics Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Safranos, and today I'm on with Yaroslav Averyanov. Yaroslav, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, uh, Alex, originally, I'm from Russia. I was born in a small city in Western Siberia, and uh, by the age of 13, 14, I started to be interested in uh, things related to mathematics in general. I did my undergraduate studies in Moscow, Russia, in applied mathematics, and after that, I moved to France to do my graduate studies and uh, eventually I did a PhD in statistics and developing new a new method to choose some hyperparameters for some machine learning models and uh, this new method it is uh, it is actually not new but it is called early stopping I did my PhD and uh, after some time I I was tired by Xander. Xander is uh, an ad tech company and uh, previously it was it was called AppNexus and uh, I should say here that uh, what I what I what I'm saying uh, right now is only my own opinion and not it does not represent uh, my company or anyone else. And uh, yeah, uh, Xander has a full stack pipeline, ad tech pipeline and uh, uh, it consists of uh, a domain side platform for advertisers and uh, a sell side platform for publishers uh, and an ad exchange uh, in between. So uh, by leveraging uh, these uh, technologies, uh, we can connect advertisers uh, to publishers holding an, op- an auction. Uh. I'm curious more about how you see ad networks evolving in the future. You're at a very, you know, big player in the industry. So what is what is your viewpoint on where the innovation will come from when it comes to the ad inventory ecosystem? Yes, I think it's a great question. Uh, I think that, uh, in my opinion, with uh, the old development of data science and machine learning and AI, there will be more and more automation and, uh, in the, in the uptake space. Uh, and, uh, uh, for instance, right now, what I can imagine is that, uh, adnet, uh, for instance, we can use AI in order to uh, create ads and, uh, uh, by doing that, we can do it more efficient. I guess I'm I'm not really clear. So you're saying that just including more AI will make it more a more efficient process. So what are some applications that AI could be added into? For instance, could it be like AI targeting? Could it be AI interface where you are shown the most impactful targeting placements? based off of what you want to do and like the AI interprets it, what are some examples of the way that AI can improve the process? I would say that right now, if we consider the uptake pipeline, uh, it's not optimized in my opinion, because there are a lot of middlemen between advertisers and publishers. And, uh, uh, and uh, for instance, if an advertiser one dollar into that pipeline then at the, at the end the publisher 
would get something like 40% of, of the sum. I think that what we can do is leveraging data science in order to optimize this. Uh, because not a lot of people know where 60% of, of, of that one dollar, uh, where, where did we uh, waste it? And uh, if we use data science, we can, we can automate, do it more efficient and advertisers and publishers will be happy again. Are you referring to MMM modeling at all? Or are you referring to like a new way of determining ideal budget distributions and where to spend money? Uh, it's not, I would say it's not about MMM. So I would say uh, it's more, it can be more efficient bidding from the advertiser's side and let's say more, I would say just more transparent way of uh, holding auction, auctions, let's say, and uh, more transparent way, a more transparent way of uh, setting up floors on the publisher's side. Uh, Interesting. So you're saying there should be more transparency in the bidding and ad exchange, like valuing process? Yes. Uh, yes, I would say that, <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, there is, uh, at the beginning, uh, we have, we had an ad exchange, ad where there, there were second, second price options. And, uh, after that, uh, the, the, what we observed is that there was a change from the second price options to the, to the first price options. And, uh, and uh, so the bidders and the other networks they they needed to change their uh, their bidding system in order to uh, to uh, to win auctions new new type of auction and uh, what I was saying is that probably by doing some and another change in the auction system we can we can get something better yeah and uh, yeah i mean this is my opinion i'm, I'm not gonna lie to you i'm you're kind of losing me here so can you clarify what your point is yeah let's let's say from from my perspective is that there should be something like more transparency in the ad tech pipeline such that everyone should uh, in the ad tech pipeline publishers and advertisers should understand where they money where where they uh, wasted their money right we can use we can use data science for that so what you're saying is there the ad networks are designed for money to flow in very much like a casino and it's you're not supposed it, it it's designed for maximum intake of money not for maximum results for customers necessarily like and this is the problem with marketing as well that there's this big debate across the industry does marketing drive traffic or does marketing drive sales and who's responsible for the sales because marketing can't be responsible for all the sales right there's a sales team but then what is marketing's job how do you justify how do you justify it so there's this big fight and i think the ad the way the ad networks are positioned they are selling volume, volume of impressions, volume of people reached, they are not concerned as much with sales. So when it comes to impressions, you don't need a feedback loop. You can just 
offer impressions to people, they put the messaging on the site, they get their impressions out, and and they pay you. And that's currently, it's currently hard to do advanced analytics past that like impression level for an audience, especially with like display networks, things with anonymity. The industry doesn't have that second half developed yet that sort of optimizes the front half. They're just focused on getting as much money in as possible, right? All of the whole industry, that's just how the industry is, is structured. So what you're saying is the way that the industry will develop is to have more comprehensive analytics that tell you where your money worked harder for you and not as hard. And we already have little hints of that, but I think the anonymity is what's throwing it off the walled gardens and not giving you the data. Is that kind of your point? I, I would say that definitely walled gardens, they have their own advantage in, in that system. They have, uh, they put, they have their own uh, players in the in the system, and they understand more or less what's going on there. But if you are not a vault garden, then it's more complicated to understand what's going on. And uh, for a small player, right, it would be better to, to have more transparency. Right. And uh, yes, of course, there, there there should be sales team and um, marketing team. There's no problem. Right, both being focused on bringing in sales. That, that's the interesting thing. I think that as the measurement of marketing improves, the tie to, to, to revenue strengthens. And that's just where the industry is going. Marketing is being seen increasingly as a lever for revenue. So if ad networks don't offer the opportunity to optimize the spend against the revenue, they will be obsolete. And I think that's very obvious. So I love the point that you're that you're making. Are there any other developments that you expect across the industry? I mean, I think my point is that there should be more automation of, of the system and uh, more automated yeah. media buying. Yeah, and in what way? In what ways? Like I, I was talking to a, a media buyer a few episodes ago gray and he was talking about how when media buyers are looking for an audience in across in inventory the audiences are not uniform so there's different names and subsets and they have to guess which ones fit what the client is trying to target and this process is fragmented because there are multiple dsps where you're getting your stuff from your, your inventory from so would this be one good area to automate or do you think we'll always have a sort of a middleman between the strategy and the actual purchasing of the lists to make sure that the lists align with the strategy? There are cookie, cookie duplications right now going on in the industry and uh, in order to target your audience, you need something to identify and uh, since there will be no cookies uh in in one year uh, it should be harder and harder uh, to target the audience and so consequently in my opinion there will be always a middleman that will provide a solution for for the other network how to do it. so sorry what was the solution to to the cookie list uh, situation to create so currently the multiple solutions and one of the main solutions is some sort of uh, uniform ID, universal ID, sorry, where where uh, this ID is based on some sort of uh, hashed 
or encrypted uh, email or, or IP address addresses and uh, uh, this is uh, this is what people use for and uh, I think yeah it will be good to to do some some magic and to implement something when we don't we can target audience uh, as as if we we had but I don't know I, I think it will not be possible. What was the second what was the last part you just said? It will be good if there will be like uh, a solution one solution that will. Solve the problem of uh, the cookie-less problem, but in my opinion, there will be always multiple uh, multiple solutions and uh, ad networks. You need to choose them to target the audience. Okay, yeah, because it, it almost operates like a utility, like a business utility. So with any utility, there's going to be multiple providers because it's like a commodity. Ad, ad inventory is somewhat commodified because you can buy it. You you can buy inventory against any audience across multiple people and it doesn't the inventory doesn't differ much like it's different kinds of the same stuff so it's it's kind of a commodity at this point so that makes sense that there will always be different people who are selling this commodity being inventory making different deals and offering different rates so and 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 i i like that i think that's a good thing i think also related to the cookie i've done a lot of thinking and a lot of discussion first of all a lot of people don't think the cookie's ever going to go away until at least until there is a suitable solution that replaces it so the basically the logic and and this honestly to me is like you could take it to the bank that the industry is not going to choose to lose money so they are not going to give up the cookie would completely destroy the advertising ecosystem it would probably like impact ad spend by like over 10% or something across the industry that's like catastrophic that's like a very big deal so even and that's like a, a great case if it was just 10 percent, it could be more so the destruction of the cookie has been something that almost is more to coax the industry to make a decision about how to move forward in a privacy compliant way and know that they can't do what they're doing now forever but i don't think that they mean it like we're going to destroy the advertising industry you know i don't they're not going to do that it's just like a lot of and a lot of people agree with that that like that that's unlikely I, i'm not the only I'm, I'm kind of parroting it like i i, I heard this um, but it makes sense to me and do you agree that it's unlikely that we will ever not have a way to track an individual and actually in the future it'll probably get better at being able to track individuals across inventory so i think that uh, regarding google chrome cookies there was uh, a news that i read that uh, in 2024 they say that we will definitely replicate it and uh, and that's all we will know there will be no other way and apparently they they will start to uh, to test it uh, to, to test on one percent at the beginning of the next year and uh, maybe you are right that maybe they, they after this test they do will say okay maybe we should extend again and again and again uh, duplication but so it's a new cookie or what are they developing uh, they, they they are developing so-called topics uh, api where yeah, it looks like contextual will be more like contextual target for the understand uh, and uh, instead of uh, using cookie id you'll have something like uh, uh, yes people uh, you put users who are interested in some kind of uh, in different bu- bucket and topics different topics uh, target 
I'm again, I, I'm a little unclear on the last part. Could you repeat or could you clarify? Yes. Uh, so as far as I understand, Google is developing so-called topic API. And uh, uh, so uh, in, order, in order not to have cookies, cookie ID, you will have an, like another ID that will represent one topic. Uh, and when you target, when you target the audience, then you use one of those topics. And uh, this is how people Instead of putting them, will be topics. Oh, so like putting people into audiences? Yeah, I don't put, understand. Putting people into topics. They, they are interested. Okay. So that's similar to how the industry currently works, right? With like lists of different audiences that uh, like that are available for purchase. Like you can buy against certain audiences and even remarket to certain audiences, like using pixels, for example. So like if I put a pixel on my website, I can I can retarget the people who visit my website on Facebook. So they that's kind of like if the topic was people interested in my website, whatever that happens to be, and then I can target them because they have that interest on Facebook. Is that kind of what you're talking about? I would not say that it's exactly like Pixel, but uh, yeah, it's similar. So the difference is it would be even more anonymous and you would just have the audiences. I hope that doesn't happen. And let me tell you why. Because it would be a lot harder to measure. You know, like what you want is the opposite. You want the ability to know that like Yaroslav came to my website. Then I targeted him on this ad network. He responded. And therefore, I want to give more money to this ad network versus that one because I got more value out of it. And I guess you could still look at a high level and say, I targeted this audience, but you still need a way to match that audience to customers that came in. You need to have a way to measure sales within that audience. The walled gardens are not playing like well with the market and they're not giving the market very good data on those sales because it requires for them to tell you who was in that audience so that you can match it. To, to who bought. So I hope that we get to a place where you can match it. I mean, we just need to come up with some cryptographic way to identify every person. It's does not that complicated. We made we did it 100 years ago with social security numbers or more more than 100 years ago. It's like we did it with just numbers like I'm, we have crypto now. So I'm sure there's ways to have more privacy compliant, unique identifiers. Do you think that the industry is not going to go in that direction? Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Maybe it is some crypto blockchain things. Right. But do you think the industry will be receptive to it? I think it will be a long process. If it's, if, yeah, if it happens, it will be not in the near. Not what? Not in the nearest future. Okay. What is your timeline? What do you? How long do you think it'll take the industry to create a new, basically a new version of the cookie that's more secure and more acceptable? Um, I think something like five, ten years. I would expect that too. I think twenty thirty is a good expectation for when that is going to happen. When when it when we will have a global identification system. It's coming. I'm I'm not making it happen. I don't want it to happen, but it's going to happen. So the question is, are we going to build businesses and prepare and be ready? Or are we just going to let it happen and, and not make any money off of it? Right. So I'm like, OK, well, it's probably going to happen. 
So I'm actually excited for it. I, I hope. I hope. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's 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 actually in the best interest of the people. If you keep advertising at the like mass level without understanding the individuals you're impacting, advertising will continue to be noisy as heck and extremely cumbersome. When you're walking down the street, you see these ads everywhere. If you give advertisers the cookie, the billboards will go away. That's the power. If you can actually maximize the data collection and increase the signal to noise ratio online such that it's so much more efficient than these mass tactics, TV and all that stuff, unless you can find a way to measure it, which you can, then all those crappy advertisements that are not meant for you, but get to you anyway, those go away. So it's, it's a solution. It's like, it sounds uncomfortable, but actually that all of this privacy stuff is making your day-to-day life less streamlined and you're being distracted more and like there's many more problems than if people could just measure is the ad positively affecting your likelihood to purchase or not and if you just give that data back to people back to your first point if if you don't give that data back to the advertisers to know what's working and what's not we're gonna keep having this issue of overspending and having super low conversion rates across the industry and 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 super low in an objective sense like we're talking a good response rate is like to say like a good net sales rate across any business. 1% would be insane. If 1% of the people that you sent advertising to purchased, that would be insane. That's how small the at net sales rates are across any business and, and name any business in America that their net sales rate is under 1% probably unless they have like very few clients. So any B2C, yeah, but we need to improve that. We need to improve this. And, uh, but at the same time, we have regulations. And uh, we don't know how maybe th- those regulations will, will also be different in the future. And maybe they will be stricter. For instance, here in the, in the, in the European Union, uh, the, the regulations are uh, very important. It's a very important topic. And uh, probably in 2030, we will you find a solution where you will use, I don't know, blockchain or things like that, but you will need to, to, to find another solution because new regulations will come up. Right. The regulators don't understand what's going on. So they're just being impacted by lobbyists who actually like the fact that there are privacy restrictions because, like, y- you have to imagine that. The, P- the world is the way that it is because people want it to be that way. So what are the, why do people want to increase privacy regulations? Part of it may be that it encourages more ad spend because the more of a black box at the advertising world is, the more money goes into it because they don't know what's good and bad. If you start telling people what's good and bad, they'll spend less money because they'll only spend money on the good things. Right now, they're spending money on the good and the bad. And they spend a lot of money to make sure they hit all the good, regardless of the bad. So yeah. the, well, the privacy agree. regulations almost encourage more spend. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, it's a uh, waste of money uh, in some sense. Yeah, it's, it, it's fascinating to think about how... This is just like the pharmaceutical industry. The incentives of the advertising market are not to improve sales. It's actually the opposite. The incentive of the advertising markets is 
for to maximize how much money companies spend on advertising. And that actually means not converting customers on the first touch. They want you to convert customers on the 10th touch right before they start to become unprofitable. That's the that's what the the advertisers are incentivized to do. Just like in the pharma industry, they're incentivized to do whatever makes them the most money in, in any business. And unfortunately, that is unlikely to change. I mean, this is, I would say, capitalism. How do we fix it? What do you recommend? But transparent, what what exactly? What what is not being shared? Is it is it kind of what we were talking about the identity layer where you need to say individual per like Alex didn't purchase based off of this, so this spend was less efficient. I mean, because they already give some data on performance. It's not a total black box. It's just that they don't give you the names. So is that the piece of information you're saying that that needs to be passed is the actual some kind of an identifier. Yeah, I would say get uh, some kind of an identifier. Would be, I mean, it will be good for the to know on, on which uh, on on what they they spend they are spending their money. Say that last part again. Uh, what I what I was saying is that when I say transparency, I mean it would be nice to know what the what the advertisers on what on uh, on which on which uh, part of and it can get more and more different levels of granularity too right so you you have like what campaigns you spent your money on you know when you spent your money but you may not know more details about the individual placements and like what the nature of those placements were. Is that kind of what you're saying? Like we know, we know what they tell us, like obviously the media buyer is going to buy against a certain audience on a certain date. Like they, we do know where the money is going, but you're talking about specifics on the nature of the activity that the money is going towards. It's not just, here's what we bought which is currently the data we get here's what we bought and then we get like here's who clicked but we don't get here's who clicked and purchased versus here's who just clicked is that the data that you're talking about um yes this is one of, of the parts i i have in mind uh, here's the data uh, about clicks, etc who, who clicked and another part is the other part is there are keys inside the the, the, the pipeline uh, it would be nice to know where those keys, uh, where those keys uh, went and uh, how my one dollar, uh, how did I spend my one dollar? So in terms of peaks and conversions, as you were saying, and in terms of money. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay, and then we haven't really gotten into that. So how would you recommend a business approaches where to spend the next dollar um, in marketing? What do you mean next one dollar? Let me give you let me give you what I'm thinking. So there's various philosophies in businesses, but ultimately we can we can just speak generally that every business wants to make money. So every dollar you spend in marketing these days is tied to revenue, whether you like it or not. It's just a reality. Sometimes the executives will overlook how expensive something is, how how little revenue it brings in because they know there's a blind spot in 
measurement, but everything is always tied to revenue these days, at least because we have the ability to. So we just we just do. So when you're tying something to revenue, you may be looking at direct revenue attribution, you may be looking at an MTA sort of thing where you're looking at impact to survivability of a customer, you may be looking at there's various ways to value the return your spend. You can use you can even use like testing versus control to understand the true impact of your marketing programs on uh, customers by withholding certain marketing pieces. So basically, you need to find a way for your business to quantify the value that marketing is bringing to you. And then you need to create some system that values all of the different options you have to spend your money at any one time and organizes them prioritizes them in fact in in order of that profitability or that return to the business however your business chooses to measure it there's different ways to do it and such so long that you know at any one time where the best return is for that spend then you will always know where is the place to put that best next dollar. That's sort of what I would say. But then my question to you is, what does that system look like? When, you know, when you're looking at where is the next best dollar, what are you looking at to create an algorithm like that? What do you recommend a business uses for profitability to, to measure profitability or, or to, like basically just do you have any advice on that process? If you're if you're helping a business to decide where that next best dollar is, what do you recommend that they think about? Yeah, I would say that there is already like, uh, a solution where, for instance, when you launch a campaign, you know that there is a, like your KPI, your target KPI, where uh, you know that you want to achieve $1 and uh, if uh, one of the ways to spend your one dollar to spend it on this and, uh, if you if you are asking me about uh, a new way a new algorithm to to, to spend it more it could be to improve what you do when you when you do business so if you uh, you can improve your business and you can improve uh, how you how you Okay, awesome. Well, thank you, Yaroslav. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat today. It's been great to hear from you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you soon.